Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week six edition of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafing It over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow, though, the star, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, at Norton0723 on Twitter, Rob Norton. Good evening tonight, Mr. Norton. Good evening to you, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm, my bears are on. Uh, the game is atrocious. I've, I, I think I have more vomiting points than the bears or the Redskins or commanders have actually combined right now at this point. So, it's, you know, the, the Baby Bowl podcast on Thursday didn't sound like a good idea. Whenever we were first watching the very first game, and I was like all like right in front of the television, I'm going, Rob, what what did we record on Thursday night for? And now the last couple of weeks, it's like, okay, it gives us something to do on Thursdays. I know, I know, man, they've been uh, some brutal games so far, so especially lately. So, yeah, this one's right in line, right in line. 3-0, halftime score. Yeah, and and boy, Justin Fields just looks terrible at this point, doesn't he? I mean, he looks really bad. I've, I've been texting with some buddies of mine, you know, big Bears fans all over the place, uh, and, and they'll, they'll text me, and, and we all can't believe how bad Fields looks. And the only thing I could think of, Rob, is that, they have demoralized him throughout the week in practices or something, trying to tell him not to lose games. He, he just doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look relaxed. He always looks like he's uh, a, a little uh, tense, a little uptight, just trying to not lose the game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, I liked him coming out of college. I mean, I don't know if it was just a little Ohio State bias on my end, but at the same time, and I don't know if he's like taking hits or what's what's going on. And he's he's getting nervous, getting tense. He's he's missed some missed some throws, especially there was a there was a play uh, looks like an easy yeah <laughs> to, the, to the tight end in the in the end zone there. He's had to lob it over and whew, yeah I don't know I don't know what's going on there. I, it's got to be. Uh, I'm ready for the Sean Payton era to begin in Chicago is what I'm ready. I know it's only Eberflus's sixth game, but I'm just I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for Sean Payton to come in there and save the day. Speaking of saving the day, uh, we had a guy, Chris Stankowski, won our week number five baby bowl contest last week. He couldn't be on the show, so we called in somebody to save our day. He is the Sean Payton of the baby bowl right now is what he is. It is Ryan Kennedy, a guy who's participated in the baby bowl and been very supportive of all your baby bowl activity throughout the years rob so welcome in ryan kennedy hey everybody how you doing thanks for having me on wes and rob uh, our pleasure our pleasure rob you you pulled in uh uh ryan this afternoon and you said hey can you be on and i know you and i had him kind of on a short list of things just because he's very active on twitter and, and once again he, he retweets a lot of the baby bowl stuff but beforehand he was even uh, promoting the Bay Bowl, which we did definitely appreciated. So Ryan, you helped get it the Bay Bowl over a hundred this year uh, to whatever however many participants there were. So uh, Rob, I know I know you and I talked about that before. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was definitely uh, Ryan was on our list as of, of guys we wanted to get on the get on the show, give uh, give a chance to uh, you know get his voice out there, get to talking to him. And uh, I met him in I met him in uh, Canton actually uh, for a little bit, and we hung out for a little bit, had a good talk. So it was definitely uh, good to get him on here. Yeah. So we appreciate it, Ryan. Ryan, the other people that made that list of people we want to have on right, you, Heath Cummings, uh, Matthew Barry. So you're amongst a lot of good names there. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's a good follow on Twitter. What is your uh, Twitter handle, Ryan? I, I, I'm gonna. I don't want to say it wrong. Uh, it's it's Ryan Kennedy with an underscore twenty two. Okay, 
Ryan Kennedy underscore 22. And Chris Dankowski won it last week, right, Rob? He kind of solidified that with the Monday night game, I believe. Yeah, he was was, uh, heading into the Monday night game down. I mean, I think he scored near 90 or 100 on on Monday night between three guys. So, (laughs) yeah, that was a a big comeback and um, was able to take it home. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess magical Monday night is what it was. He had Mahomes as the quarterback, gave 30 baby bowl points. He put Eckler in there as a running back, so he really hit that home too. 36 baby bowl points. Derrick Henry with 27 baby bowl points. And then then Devontae Adams with 27 baby bowl points. Not the same Devontae Adams kind of Aaron Rodgers connection, Ryan, that we've been used to over these years. They're, They're doing it a little bit different there in Vegas. Those were two deep balls that Derek Carr finally got Devontae Adams into the end zone with uh very interesting how Devonte adams game has had to change over the last this year i guess oh yeah points are points and i'll take them any way i can with Devonte. <laughs> i have them in a couple of different places as well uh, rob there's a guy though that uh, uh that chris put in his lineup that really is starting to concern me and you and i did the the preseason stuff and we were looking at some projections of players and we were taking the over and under over there on prize picks a little bit and and i mean i was hammering the jamar chase over on things because he was only projected for like 800. I can't remember how many yards it was, but the catches I went over, I went over on the yards as well. And he only had, gave us 12 favorable points last week. And he's really only had one Jameer chase game, I guess in my head. Uh, what's going on there in Cincinnati, Rob? Yeah, I think it just, um, it was kind of the thing that I was, you know, a little worried about in the beginning of the year when we were talking about burrow chase, the passing game, um, just the, you know, how I mentioned where Burrow had just outlier efficiency. I mean, it was like historically good. Um, and it was always bound to gr- regress a little bit where, you know, the yards per attempt and uh, completion rate and things like that weren't weren't going to stay at historic levels. So, um, and especially, you know, T. Higgins, obviously a great receiver as well. And uh, you look at the games that both Higgins and Chase have played together and then Higgins has been just as good, if not better. So, it was kind of a little bit of a worry. I mean, I still love Chase. I still think he's going to be, you know, a great player the rest of the season, and he's still getting pretty good volume. Um, so once that, and I think the the uh, Bengals offense is just a little bit down right now. So I expect them to get going better, and uh, yeah, I expect him to do better rest of the season. But um, yeah, it's, I don't think he's living up to the expectations of a lot of people right now. I don't know that we can buy low on a on a chase at this point because his name is so big. People drafted mm-hmm. him with high draft equity and everything. So I'm not sure that you could trade him for anybody. Uh, maybe you could package him up, actually, and try and do him for a Higgins deal because Higgins is the better wide receiver, at least productive-wise, on the field for us from a fantasy standpoint. And maybe squeeze a little more juice out of that. I wouldn't mind doing that. I did that last year, actually. I think I got Chase, and then I traded him for Higgins because the writing was on the wall that they were, if not equal, at least it looked like they were very close to that. So I, I don't know. that. I, I think I think you could possibly pull a deal like that off. Maybe, maybe not. Mike Evans uh, and Stankowski's lineup as well. He only gave him 12 baby wool points. So those two guys were kind of a disappointment. But then, Ryan, you know, he, he put Travis Kelsey in there with that big <laughs> four touchdowns Monday night game. Ryan, you and I have watched a lot of football over our lifetimes, right? Oh, yeah. And and I, I, I've i been trying to think, you know, I remember a Kellen Winslow, right? Uh, players like that that I remember growing, uh, watching as I was growing up as a kid. I don't know, though, that I've ever seen a tight end be utilized as much as Travis Kelsey has been. 
And even as his age has gotten there, it might not be between the 20s as much, but, man, they look for him around the red zone tremendously. He, he is so good. I mean, no, no matter what, he, he is in an upper level all by himself compared to anybody else. There's Travis Kelsey, and then there's everybody else, basically. <laughs> he is so good. And he I, saw, is. I started him last week, too, in Baby Bowl. I was so happy when I woke up and I saw that he had four times. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I, I would put Mark Andrews there, maybe uh, oh, nowadays in his. And and I don't know that I, we could put Darren Waller there anymore because the consistency just isn't there for Darren Waller. And with the addition of Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, really even took that took away a lot of those pass looks. It looks like our opportunities on third down uh, has Derek Carr's eyes. Uh, there's nobody else that we can even mention there right now, Rob. Right? I mean, those Kelsey and Andrews in a league all on their own. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there was hope. Uh, there was hope heading into the year that Pitts would make that jump, um, and it, it doesn't look like it's happening right now. Whether it's due to him, the coaching staff, Mariota, but it just uh, it doesn't look look promising right now for him. So yeah, it's it's pretty much Kelsey Andrews and then and the field at this point. So they give it such a huge advantage weekly at the tight end position. Definitely, and such a great, tremendous lineup by Chris Tankowski. But, Rob, the 200-point Baby Bowl week is still up for grabs. Nobody has yet got that, and we've got a close a couple of different times uh, this year even, but we've never broke the 200. So the 200-point barrier is still winning, Rob. Hey, do you have an updated leaderboard for us? And let me remind everybody to follow the FI Today with a little underscore Twitter handle as Rob gets all that together a little bit. Uh, and, and he gets it together through a My Fantasy League. We appreciate My Fantasy League for being a partner with the Baby Bowl and for putting on a, a great contest with us each and every year. Uh, we appreciate all the work that they do over there to get all those bells and whistles. I, I look at the My Fantasy League thing, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish they would tweak this a little bit. And then I go, Wes, you wouldn't even know where to begin tweaking anything if they like gave you the instruction manual. So uh, My Fantasy League, you, you have done a wonderful job by putting your site together and then allowing opportunities like the Baby Bowl to be able to participate with you and in, in, in putting together those fantasy scores. Rob, what's the leaderboard looking like? So the overall standings right now, we have in first place uh, Jeff Milner at Geek Mill uh, with 672 points. And then in second, we have Dan Gillis at 626.46. Third, we have our guy Juan Signs at KBD Cards, 625.78. Fourth, this week's uh, leader, Chris Stankowski, 623.36. In fifth place, we have uh, Britt Flynn at Britt underscore Flynn, 619.92. In sixth place, we have my wife, actually, uh, Julie, at 616.44. In seventh place, we have at him, her sports, um, 616.28. Do we know which and one? Is it, is it, it is her? her. It, it's her. It's, it's her. her. It's Britt. Of course it is. Yep. And then in eighth, we have the defending champ from last year, Coop A. Fiasco, Andrew Cooper. In ninth, we have Shilish Patel, 607.96. And in 10th, it was the week one champion, Luke Beals, at 597.58. I didn't hear any of our names there, Ryan. I didn't hear yeah. you, me, or Rob in any of the top 10 there. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <here. laughs> I kept waiting. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still waiting myself. Hey, Ryan uh, Kennedy is joining us tonight. He, is, he has been able to uh, pinch hit for Chris Stankowski last week's winner at Ryan Kennedy underscore 22 over on Twitter. And Ryan, I, I noticed here on your pinned tweet, you have a, a young man dancing there. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's anybody's business dancing like that. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that young man? Uh, that's my son. That's my son, Colton. Golden, uh, when that video was taken, I think he was like just turning five, and he's almost six now. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt was born with unilateral hearing loss, uh, so he's deaf in his right ear. He has he uses the uh, like assistive technology as a hearing aid and some stuff in his kindergarten classroom. But um, he um, he gets into music pretty well, and and any time that he can like grab onto a beat and he really gets into it, um, you'll just start seeing him go off and dancing and singing by himself, and he just won't stop no matter who's around. Um, so that, that's how he is all the time. Uh, he's a joy to be around. Um, and, and he's, he's doing great, you know, considering everything that the hand that he was dealt when he was born and you would never know it if I didn't tell you. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'll, you'll have to check that out, Rob, if you haven't seen his pin tweet. I just, uh, yeah, I was just, just watching it myself, but it's, it's, it's nice too. Cause, um, I don't know how many people know this, but like my wife's parents are both actually deaf fully deaf so um yeah it's a uh, it's home for me a little bit too um, yeah. yeah i wasn't gonna put that connection for <laughs> i was gonna wait for you to say it rob if you want to i didn't want <laughs> and, and by the way a little strange world colliding here strange worlds colliding my my daughter that uh, we adopted she has hearing aids so she's she's got that kind of issue going on <laughs> to a different world i i'm always you know, I'm I'm ignorant. Okay, I, if you guys haven't been able to tell that yet or not, and I'm I was like, ah, she'll be all right. She, you know, and then I I get it explained to me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just I'm just dumb. Okay, I don't get it. You can't man through something like that. That's one of those things that you have to learn to adapt and overcome. So I've had to learn some different things uh, to go along with the. She doesn't have sign language or anything like that. It's just hearing loss, a little hearing aid stuff, and it's really strange because she can hear certain noises that I would think that she would never be able to hear. She could hear a whisper from across the room, but she can't hear, hear like certain tones at all. And, and it's really strange to me because I, I don't get that. You know, if I, if I know somebody has a hearing aid or hearing problem, I just think it's all the way across the board, but that's not always the case. There's like this banana spectrum where mm-hmm. she can't pick up certain sounds. I'm sure Ryan, you, you know more about that than I do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that go to it. Um, I'm just grateful that my son has grown up in a society like a, like a, t- a time and age now where he has all the technology tools that he needs mm-hmm. to, you know, to kind of even the playing field like that. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing like to see how he reacts to the different types of assistive technology that he uses, um, and he knows when something's not working right, and um, when something is that he likes, and he wants more of it, and things like that. And um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're, we're learning just along, right along with him as we go. Um, but we're uh, we're pretty blessed that that he's in the hands that he is and the people that works with him and stuff like that. So my oldest daughter, Rob, uh, she's a teenager now. But at some point, we were outside and I asked her to look at a sign and tell me the color of the sign or tell me what it said or something like that. And I saw her and she had to be I don't I don't know how old she was six seven eight ten I don't know how old she was. Time, time, you know you know me Rob time is inconsequential to me. So uh, she was she was looking at the sign though and I saw her squint or she couldn't read it and I was like, can you not see that sign? 
And she said, she kind of shook her head no that she couldn't see it. And I was like, oh, I am such a terrible dad. She needs glasses. And I didn't know how long have you need, how long have you not been able to see that sign? And she's like, oh, I don't know, for a long time. And, and I was like, oh, I'm such a terrible father. We're a terrible parenting, you know. I, I, but you kind of learned parenting as you go on the fly like that, Rob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. You're always, always, always trying to, you know, do what you think is best at the time but then you always second guess yourself on i mean obviously my son's only about to turn four but you know even even in that time span sometimes i'm thinking like did i do this the right way did i do enough did i you know always second guessing and and asking you know but i, I try to just the way i try to look at it i guess in a, in a glass half full kind of way is you know i can only do what i think is best at the time and i can only try to you know give him as much love and and do as much as I can in the moment for him and and anything else you can always look back on anything and and wish you did more but if if you feel confident in the moment then then that's all that matters oh, yeah yeah, yeah I, that makes sense to me too uh, that 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 does and we can we're just trying to do the best we can I suppose with the little knowledge that we have hey guys <laughs> let's look at this Sunday Monday slate like we usually do and look for some baby bull gems hopefully not too many people and I, I saw it beforehand Rob and I was pulling up the scores and not too many people did start some Washington football players or some Chicago <laughs> Bears players or maybe the 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 zeros on the whole thing is indicative of what the actual scoring is if you did start those players so i don't, I don't know but what, you did did you, you didn't start any ryan no i got none this week <laughs> thank <Okay>. you <laughs> neither did i thursday night players for the baby bowl <laughs> right, let's look at the San Francisco Atlanta game a little bit. And the point total on this game is 44 and a half. So this might be a little bit appealing to people that are looking to play a little baby bowl stuff. And I know, Rob, you do a lot of DraftKings stuff over there with mm-hmm. your everything that you do on Last Word on Sports. And you're doing a bunch of rankings with Fantasy Pros, too, that seem to be really turning out well for you. And I, I'm glad you're staying away from what Fantasy Receipts. Is that what the new hot Twitter handle is called right now? Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing it going around, and then, uh, yeah. So I don't, I, I haven't been. I, I'm expecting one of these times for me to. Uh, I'm expecting from one of my takes to uh, get up on there, and we'll, we'll see, and I'll see how I react at the time because I keep seeing it, and nothing of mine so far. But I know I've had plenty of bad takes, so I'm sure, I'm sure soon enough they're gonna pop up there. But so far, I've uh, avoided it. Yeah, Ryan, but you know, you and I both know Rob has a lot of accountability. He he does the little accountability things on Mondays or Sundays that Mm -hmm. he does too. So he's always got that going on. Yep. All right, let's look at these quarterbacks. Uh, Baby booms and baby busts is what we're looking for, Ryan and Rob. Baby booms and baby busts. Are either one of these quarterbacks going to be baby booms or baby busts this week? Jimmy Garoppolo or Marcus Mariota? Ryan, I'll turn it to you first. Oh, Um, I, I will go baby bust with Mariota all the way. A, a tough defense. San Francisco has a really tough defense. That Niners defense is playing other minds right now. Yeah. Do you agree with them, Rob? Do you, are you looking at the same thing? Yeah. For the most part, um, I actually probably, I probably will have, I, you know, I actually do have Mar- Mariota ranked higher than consensus this week. Um, but it's not like I have him like very high or anything, but he, um, there is some just the encouraging signs of it um if we're if i mean this i know this is a not super relevant but for a for a DraftKings purposes i actually do like it playing him in a um like a tournament because the thing is is like most people aren't going to play him because of the fact that it is a tough matchup against the 49ers 
The things that are encouraging to me, though, in this matchup are they're playing in a dome because they're playing in Atlanta. Um, they're playing likely from behind, so they're going to have to throw more often, and he runs a bit. Um, and it and so those kind of things will maybe push him to even if it's garbage time points, get him get some extra points um, late in the game. Um, and he's just really cheap. So DraftKings, I like him more than a lot of people do, but for baby ball, I'm steering clear. Baby bull bust. Okay, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this, guys. Desmond Ritter, if we're in a, like a two-quarterback t- uh, two superflex league and all those kind of things, like a lot of us are in those things, is Ritter a stash? I guess at some point they're going to have to let the rookie get – I don't know if he's a rookie, but they're going to have to let him get some uh, uh, you know, reps in under, under center and everything because uh, we know what Mariota is, and at some point this season is going to be lost for Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think I think as a as a like a dynasty player, I think you have to put him somewhere on your bench if you have a spot. Um, just thinking that he might get that shot here anytime here coming up. Okay, I I agree with that. I is my idea, so I definitely agree with it. <laughs> Would you, Rob, think so too as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm kind of surprised right now that he hasn't uh, kind of gotten his shot, considering Pickett. Has taken over. Mario has hasn't played as bad as um, uh, Trubisky did, I think. So I think that's part of it. But Watch yeah, I think <laughs> as I say, I know Mitch. Mitch is your guy, so I'm treading uh, treading lightly here. But uh, yeah, he he. Um, I do think Ritter is a guy, especially because Ritter has as ability with his legs as well. So once he takes over, he's probably going to be better than expected, even if he's not great uh, through the air. So, um, yeah, I think he's definitely a guy to stash in those super flex leagues and dynasty leagues. Touchdown Bears! I don't know who he passed it to, but that was a pretty looking football that <laughs> Justin feels through. Was that St. Brown or was that uh, Purdy or Peels or who was it? I think it was Pettis. Pettis, that's what I meant. Pettis, that's what I, I meant. Hear. All right. Uh, we're going to stay away from Jimmy Garoppolo, too, if we can, I guess. Atlanta's defense might be in a low flux. They traded away their linebacker, their starting linebacker, if I'm not mistaken, this week. So that looks like one. But to me, we got to use Jeff Wilson, Rob, before his time runs out there as the sole running back in San Francisco, if you haven't done so yet. I, this looks like a baby boom game to me. I've got to play Jeff, Jeffrey Wilson if I haven't done so. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, Atlanta's defense isn't the greatest and, uh, San Francisco should be playing from ahead. Wilson has been good pretty much every week. He's gotten a lot of, a lot of touches and, um, you know, obviously you want to use them up before, uh, Eli Mitchell comes back. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would play Wilson if you haven't yet in baby ball. Ryan, one of those names that would have been a baby boom name a couple of years ago was George Kittle. George Kittle, though, just is not getting a lot of action on the field other than knocking people down. He loves knocking people down right now at this point, and that's he's very effective as a run blocker. I, I, I have to stay away from, uh, for baby ball purposes, George Kittle at this point, though, until maybe the opportunities arise a little bit more. Maybe a Debo gets hurt. Maybe an Ayuk gets hurt, so they have to lean on George Kittle's passing abilities a little bit more, receiving abilities a little bit more in the passing game. Would you agree with me on with that, Ryan? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I'm staying clear of him for a while. Um, I, they're, they're completely underutilizing his skill set. I'm not, I'm not sure why that's happening. Um, but yeah, he, he's more being used as a blocker out there and just kind of knocking people around, like you're saying. But we're used to him being like a, you know, like a Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey type down there in the red zone, just catching touchdowns all the time. And it's just not happening anymore. I don't yeah. know what's happening. 
I don't either. I think it's a good Debo game as well, Rob. I know you won't disagree with me that just with a rushing upside, maybe even a passing touchdown or two, a receiving touchdown or two. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch any Atlanta receiver. Am I? Uh, I you spelling what I'm cooking? Yeah. Um, I, this is another point. Another one where I'm. I'm. I weigh the matchup a little bit less than the overall game environment. So like I. I do. I don't mind Drake London. Um, actually, you know, but. But at the same time, I don't think it's an ideal matchup, so I probably wouldn't play him in Baby Bowl. But Debo, Debo, I do have, um, you know, borderline top five this week. So, yeah, Debo is in a great spot, I think. Yeah, Ayuk is one of those desperation Baby Bowl throws, start throws mm-hmm. at this point, too. He's just not, not in a lot of productivity. New England versus your Cleveland Browns. Who's your team, Ryan? <laughs> you hmm. Cleveland Browns. I was born and raised on the Cleveland Browns, and okay. I've, uh, I've, I've kind of gone away from them. And recently, with all this uh, chaos <laughs> brought into the organization, I, uh, it, it, it's hard for me to sit on the couch with my daughter, and um, she's getting into football, and, and uh-huh. I, I really, I'm not ready to ha- answer those kind of questions when that kind of stuff comes up on the TV right now. So I've kind of distanced myself from the Browns, and um, I'm just more a fan of the game now. I can understand that. I, I can I can get it. I'm down here in Alabama, so uh, the Crimson Tide are my number one NFL team at this point. I love the Chicago <laughs> Bears, too, but that's just nothing to brag about right now. Okay, so I understand. But, yes, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> New England versus Cleveland. This game's at 43 points as well. Uh, we're, we only have, what, 17 weeks, Rob? Is that how long the baby bowl goes on for? Yes, yes. Okay, so we have 17 quarterbacks we have to choose from. And this week, I do not know that we necessarily have to choose a Jacoby Brissett or a Brendan Zappi. I don't, I don't know if Mac Jones doesn't look like he's playing as well. So how, how, how are you looking at that? We're not playing either one of those guys, right? Yeah, neither of them. No, definitely, definitely neither uh, Brissett or Zappi this week for Baby Bowl purposes. But a baby bowl boom as far as a running back goes this week. Which one would you rather play, Ryan? Nick Chubb or Stevenson? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> uh, oh, man. With the way Stevenson ran last week with Harris out of the game, I mean, it, it was it was great to see. Um, and you would love for that to continue this week. Um, ah, that, that Browns front. So that defensive front sometimes can be a little bit of a problem. But I, I, I think, God, Nick Chubb is running so good right now. I mean, he's probably like the best in the game right right now. Like the way you watch Nick Chubb run, he is so fun to watch. Um, oh, give me a. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough one. And, yeah. and I see who your heart's with. I see who your heart's with totally, right? I, yeah. I, and I got shares of both those guys across my rosters. Um Give me uh oh man, give me Chubb. <laughs> give me Chubb. Let him run. Let him keep doing what he's doing. I mean, no, he looks fantastic this season. No. He looks so good. Um, but I think they're both gonna have a great game. I agree with you. I, I, it's hard to count against Nick Chubb for baby bowl purposes. I might want to wait for a different week instead of him going up against New England. But uh, you got to use Stevenson while you have an opportunity that he's like the only guy back there right now. I don't yeah. know that he can necessarily run away with that job at all uh, if, if there's not an injury. Wide receiving room, Rob, uh, Jacoby Myers threw up a big game last week, but I don't think he can replicate that against the Cleveland Browns this week. Do you see any baby bowl booms or busts that people that you would big names that you would just want to uh kind of go towards or stay away from hmm um yeah it's tough i i i always like jacoby myers actually um so i don't have a problem playing him i don't think i would 
necessarily play him for baby bowl this week. I do agree with you about the Stevenson thing. Like, um, it's a really close call with Stevenson and Chubb for, for just uh, general, general purposes. Uh, but for baby bowl, I, I definitely want to use Stevenson while I can here. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, in terms of the pass catchers here, I mean, there's really not, you know, um, any standouts because this game could be end up being more of a run heavy, slow pace kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, Myers would probably be my favorite in the game. If I had to choose one, um, him and him and Amari Cooper are close though. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's the workload thing for me with Chubb and Stevenson. Chubb's going to always have that same workload week in and week exactly. out. And and Stevenson's just not, as if uh, you have Damian Harris back. And not only that, but Damian Harris is also seems like he was the red zone threat. It'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes back after Stevenson performs so well. I, I do like Njoku this week if I had to take mm-hmm. a dart throw on a tight end, just simply because... When they get down there, New England likes to take away the best player on the team offensively, and that would be Nick Chubb. So around that end zone, and Chubb is hard to stop around the end zone, but if there's somebody that seems to have the eye of Jacoby Brissett, it's it's David Njoku this week, Rob, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Njoku, you know, has uh, he had a slow, I think, like week one, maybe week two. I can't remember if it was both of them, but I know it was week one. And since then, he's been really, really good, um, really involved. And I agree. If they do try to stack it up and force uh, Brissett to beat him, and Joku is one of the you know the biggest uh, passing threats for the Browns, so Njoku, um is that de- could definitely be a solid play uh, at tight end, and especially you know when we're talking about the we talked about the landscape of tight end where it's basically Kelsey Andrews and everyone else. So any given week, Njoku could be a top five tight end. I think the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers 45-point total. This leads to a baby boom game. If I have seen a baby boom game, I know the Green Bay Packers like to slow things down. I love the Green Bay Packers. Pierre said that they are, are going to be bet on running this week, but I just see it kind of being a little shootout there, Rob. I don't know which quarterback to trust a little bit more, Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's going to have to throw that ball all over the field on Sunday if they're going to even have a shot at it. I know Brees Hall is running really, really well, but I just think that they're going to, you know, it's it's, it's a, going to be a duel. It's going to be like an old West shootout to me in my brain, Rob. Yeah, um, it could, it definitely could be. Uh, the, the Jets are interesting just in the sense that Zach Wilson is a type of player where he can either, like on one play, he'll look like he's making one of the best throws in the league. And on the next play, he looks like he's making one of the worst throws. So it's, it's, you never know for sure what you're going to get with him. And, um, but he has the talent. He, he has the arm, arm talent. And he has the, uh, the receiving weapons and, and, and on the offense to, uh, make this a game. Um, I mean, I would prefer Rogers. And when we talked about with baby bowl quarterbacks, you only got to play 17. So you may not even have to play Wilson all year. Um, mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm gonna take one, I'd probably go with Rogers here for baby bowl purposes. Okay, uh, Ryan, let me ask you this: from a running back perspective, you got really three choices to me. It may be four if you want to put in Carter, but I, I and I think that for baby bowl reasons, you end up running out of running backs at some point. It feels like so you got to capitalize on those things. Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, AJ Dillon. Which one do you think will have the bigger baby bowl baby bowl game this week? Well, I'm I'm starting one of them, um, and I okay. and I think. I think you're saying it right. Like you start to run out of running backs. This, that's why I kind of like this baby bull thing. This is pretty cool. Like thinking about like, okay, who's left? Who do I need to start? Who who could get injured here? And who should I start this week before they get injured? That was kind of th- like thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brees. Um, 
I'm going to go with Brees and ride the hot hand here. Like he's, he's revving up. And I think the jets are starting to figure out here. Like they got their bell cow and like, they need to use him. And um, I, th- I think Wilson, like, like you're saying, like he's going to have a game where, you know, he might throw a bunch. He, this is going to be a shootout. He's going to be dumping off to Brees. We're going to get those, those catches there. Um, and I think Brees is going to be going all over the field um, the same way Aaron Jones would be, but um, I'm going to ride the rookie this week and I'm going to, I'm going to roll with him. Okay. I, I, I like that call. I, I don't mind that call at all. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing in the Green Bay backfield right now. It's just that it doesn't be a clear cut favorite right there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little distracted, guys. The commanders are down there in the red zone. It's the end of the third quarter. And I've got uh, such vested, you know, fantasy football is one of those things. I want my Bears to win. I have, I, I, but, but I have that, uh, rookie, rookie running back. What's his name? Rookie running back's name for Brian Robinson. I got Brian Robinson, uh, on one of my teams and I had to start him because it's bye week stuff and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm so torn right now. I'm so torn, Rob. I, this is so <laughs> terrible. Uh, Rob, the, the, West, the, the West, your team is the bears, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you a little fun fact. So my teaching partner, her little brother is Luke Getze, the new OC for the bears. Oh, really? Yeah. So I got a little personal connection there to the bears. Oh, don't don't let him look cool. at my don't let him look at my Twitter handle then tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey Rob, uh, the Green Bay Packer wide receiving core. I think it's Alan Lazard's. I think he's the number one guy. But at the same time, I still really trust Romeo Dobbs. I I, I trust him. Dobbs Dobbs. I trust him a lot more than I trust Alan Lazard. I guess for those big baby boom plays. But I know Lazard is the go-to guy. Yeah, it's interesting with both of these teams, really, because they have, like, uh, in a way, on one hand, I feel like the Jets have a lot of wide receiver talent, and the uh, Rodgers and the uh, Packers, on the other hand, kind of don't, but Rodgers kind of makes them look better, whereas uh, Wilson seems like to bring those guys down, and uh, so they're all kind of in this, to me, all, all the entire group of both both receivers are kind of in this glob. And I don't really necessarily want to use any for baby bowl purposes. Um, if I was going to use one, Lazard would be the guy, I think, uh, of, of this group. Um, and, you know, I say that even even uh, being very down on him compared to most people. So he would be the guy, I think, that if, if I'm going to play one in this game, Lazard would be my guy. You know, that this is one of those rooms, too, or these games, it's a perfect example to me of how I think that these wide receiving cores complement each other, and you do got to get a little bit lucky. And I believe that if one of them was missing, like, let, let, let's say that uh, uh, Romeo goes out, I don't believe that that's going to help Lazard one bit. You know, I, I just, I think you can mm-hmm. play any of these guys, and, and same thing with the Jets. I think if Elijah Moore went out, it's not going to help Garrett Wilson. I don't think he's going to get more looks. I just think that they'll start looking in other directions, or they'll go to Brees Hall a little bit more. I, I don't think it's going to help out any of these wide receiving cores if one of these guys ends up missing, and I don't necessarily know that they can handle it if there's more work coming his way. I don't know that the point fluctuation is going to make a big difference, Rob. I, I just don't know for baseball purposes. Yeah, and that's kind of what my uh, how why I wasn't as big on Lazard as most people were heading into the year because you know obviously heading into the year Devonte Adams is gone so everyone's thinking well the uh, targets and the stuff got to go somewhere right and no it re- I mean it really doesn't like it it could just get spread out among a ton of people and we've kind of seen that like we've seen we've seen Dobbs have you know some big games we've seen Lazard have a big game or two and most of it's been touchdown production for Lazard I mean he, I think he had a decent game. Uh, last week in terms of the targets and catches and we've we've seen 
Randall Cobb get, you know, a ton of, yeah. a ton of looks. So it's like, the, that's the thing is that, you know, and Tanyan's been, been okay for a tight end. So that Rogers is the type of guy, he's a veteran quarterback where he's just going to spread it out. Um, yeah. and he's, he's, he's not gonna, you know, pepper one guy, unless it was like a clear cut Devonte Adams type guy. So Lazard isn't that level of guy. Um, and that's why I, I you know, I, I'm with you where if, if those other guys do now, and I don't think like that, it's going to really affect the other ones too much because none of them are elite talents. Right. So play him if you got him. That's all I can say. Play him if you got him on either <laughs> one of those wide receiving course. Uh, next game, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I look for this one to be a little fun game as well. If for no other reason, I just, I can see in my mind's eye, Rob, how Pierre squirms during Indianapolis <laughs> games. And so I, I watched that a little bit in my mind's eye. This is a 42 point game, Ryan. And when I look at this, I was terribly disappointed in James Robinson. I keep throwing these running back questions at you, Ryan, a little bit. Uh, but I keep, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in James Robinson. To me, Travis Etienne looks like he's ready to break out any of these games really yeah. fast, really hard. Uh, but to me, Jonathan Taylor, if I have him healthy this week, I need to go to him. If he's if he's practicing all week, I need to go to Jonathan Taylor this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you can't, I mean, if, if he's going to be active and he's been practicing and, and they say he's good to go, I don't, I don't know how you could ever not go to Jonathan Taylor. He's got He's got to be in your lineup. I agree. Rob, these Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan guys, I don't know if I need to start either one of them, but ja- uh, Pierre says that Jacksonville plays really, really well against Indianapolis and Trevor Lawrence is like on a different level whenever he's playing Indianapolis, like a cheat code. So uh, do I need to start either one of these guys or are they in our top 17? Um, man, in terms of Lawrence, he's borderline on that for the year. Um, I think Ryan's a little bit lower. Um, this week I do like Matt Ryan a little bit better than Lawrence, but I, I mean, I don't think you really got to go to either one for baby wolf purposes. Trevor Lawrence sure hasn't been rushing in the, in the pros like he did in college. You know, yeah. it's just not there. 14 rushes, 58 yards on the season. It's not, it's not what we were expecting whenever he came out of Clemson. No. Yeah. Not at all. I, I I agree. Like that. That was one thing that I thought was going to save him a little bit was even if he wasn't passing very well, you know, he's going to uh, lean on that running ability and uh, hasn't happened so far. Both of these secondaries are pretty good secondaries, so I don't know that I would start any of the wide receivers this week. And they they both ranked really. Both of these secondaries rank really well when it comes to DraftKings against the wide receivers. So I might stay away from all those guys. To me, Evan Ingram might be in play though. Ryan, last week he got nine targets, I believe it was. He's always been that guy that has the potential and the possibility. So if I'm a tight end desperate, maybe I'll go to him this week and with Evan Ingram because if like we've already talked about with the tight in position there's not a lot to choose from by the time the end of the baby bowl is there no oh, you're right and um i i think i think this if if you're looking for a tight end this week i think engram you could do a lot worse than engram because i mean he's on a roll right now lawrence is targeting him a whole bunch um he's catching the ball and he is a, he's a super talented guy and 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 we know he can do this kind of stuff and actually i ended up uh, picking him up in my home league i have hawkinson on a bye and i needed a tight end and i i picked up engram I, I think he's going to do pretty well this week I did the same thing, Ryan. I did the same exact thing with the same exact players that you mentioned. Minnesota at Miami is the next one, Rob. And this game total is, what was it? I just, I looked at it and then I looked away. 45 and a half is what this game total is, Rob. When I look at the, this game, I I see this being a Minnesota game all the way. I don't know that Mm -hmm. they're starting that rookie quarterback for Miami. And so this could be another big Dalvin Cook week. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
Dalvin, Dalvin is definitely a guy that I'd be looking at in this one. Um, you know, have, especially if you haven't used him. We talk about on, and Ryan made made a good mention about talking about using guys before they get hurt. Um, yeah. So that's that's another guy. Obviously, Dalvin's had his injury issues. He had the shoulder shoulder issue pop up again this year. Um, they look like, especially if Skylar Thompson does start this game for Miami, I'd expect Minnesota to be favored, and they already are favored. But I wouldn't be surprised if that line moves even a little bit more. And um, yeah, Minnesota could be playing from a lead, and and, and uh, Dalvin getting a lot of work in this one. Well, not only getting hurt at some point this year, but Madsen keeps taking over some snap counts each and every mm-hmm. week. It seems like he gets more and more run. That may be due to injury a little bit that we don't know of, and they're trying to preserve Dalvin Cook a little bit. But it seems like – I'm not going to say he's on the outs, but they're definitely trying to preserve him maybe for later on in the football season when they may need him a little bit more in the colder weather. Kirk Cousins has turned things around, it seems like, in Minnesota, Ryan. He was 17 for 17 at some point last week. Miami gives up a lot of points to quarterbacks – but I think that's probably because they're playing from ahead. That's always a shootout. And I don't necessarily see this game being a shootout in my head. I'm thinking I'm going to stay away from Kirk Cousins this week for Baby Bowl. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going right to him. I'm okay. going to go right to Kirk. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is definitely not as good as I thought they were going to be coming into the season. They're a little bit a little bit disarray right now and uh, letting up a bunch of points. And I don't know. I, I just think Kirk's going to blow up this week. Um, I, I think it's going to be more of a, a Kirk to the receivers here. Um, and then maybe Dalvin Cook down the stretch. But I, I definitely think this is a Kirk Cousins week. Okay. All right. Would you pair him up with a, with a Jefferson or a Thielen if you still had those? Would you kind of try and stack this game a little bit? I was going to say if I didn't use Justin Jefferson already in what should have been his best week, but he only gave me a couple points. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I had him that week too, uh, I think. Uh, he was like, he had like the best receiver cornerback matchup of the entire week. I was like, I got to go with this. And next thing I know, he only had a couple points. I'm like, great. I wasted that. But no, I definitely, if I had Thielen still, which I think I still do actually, but if I, I definitely probably would stack them this week. If uh, you can get any kind of stack going with Kirk and the receiver. Okay. Uh, Rob, I know you're going to stay away from a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle this week. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Irv Smith, you're I, and no more baby bull booms out of these, all, all the names we've mentioned, or baby bull bust people that you may not play at all or in this Minnesota yeah, game? Uh, I, yeah, at this point. Um, you know, with Skylar Thompson, I'm not going to go to any of the uh, Miami pass catchers at all. And then and Irv, Irv, you know, he's in that kind of big – glob of tight ends where you never know what they're going to get and they could be top five they could be and give you almost zero so he's that he's that uh kind of guy but um i like him you know decently on the season overall but this week i probably won't go there Cincinnati, New Orleans, this game's at 43 points, and I look at this one as possibly being a strange little game. I don't know what to expect out of it. I don't know. We don't know if Jameis Winston is going to be able to play right now. There's a lot of questionable marks all throughout this thing. T. Higgins is questionable. Michael Thomas hasn't practiced all week. Alave's not practiced. Darvis Landry's not practiced. There's just a lot of questionables. Hayden Hurst is questionable, and even that guy. Taysom Hill. I remember you laughing at me. I remember you laughing at me, Rob, when I talked about picking up Taysom Hill over there on Yahoo as a tight end eligible kind of guy uh, for the possibility that he gets to be able to play a little bit more. And I thought about quarterback more so than running back or utility knife or whatever he is, vulture, because I saw you had Alvin Kamara in your lineup last week, Rob, and Taysom Hill had all those touchdowns. 
Yeah, that one was frustrating. At least, I mean, at least Kamara still had a good game. He he played really well, got a lot of touches, got a ton of yards and everything. But it was frustrating to see what what could have been with that with that game uh, with for Kamara if Taysom didn't vulture all those touchdowns. But yeah, he's yeah. a he's an interesting one because of like you said on on Yahoo's got the tight end eligibility. So you know, tight end we know the landscape and it's bad. So maybe you know, sleeper too, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but um but yeah, you know, any 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 form or platform that he's got that tight end eligibility, it makes him intriguing because he's got that upside. He's such a hard person to really project and and nail down on what you think he's going to do. I think last week was the most he played all year and that was 30% snaps. So it's like <laughs> I mean, it's just so crazy. I mean, he played he played 0% snaps 2 weeks ago. And so it's just like you know, I mean, but at the same time, you know, I was talking with some people and they were saying, you know, yeah, his floor is zero, but so are like all these other low end tight ends anyway. And, and they don't really have the upside that he does. So why not just throw him in there? I think um, I got it figured out. I really do. I think I got it figured out. I think that if the game script is a good Alvin Kamara game script, like last week, I think I said on the Baby Bowl podcast, we could see Alvin Kamara have one of those four touchdowns, six touchdown games. I think I said that. And yeah. it's not a goofy at the time, but then we see we see a four touchdown game from Taysom Hill. How about this? Maybe this is how we figure it out. If it is a good Kamara looking like game, like last week was, mm-hmm. it's really a good Taysom Hill game because he's going to get the red zone looks. He's going to get the rushing attempts wherever it counts. Uh, maybe he catches the people off guard a little bit in the game. I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's to me what, the way I'm looking at Taysom Hill. If it's going to be a Kamara game, maybe it's really a Taysom Hill game. That's why I'm going to look at it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair to do because especially he's getting those, he's getting the, uh, the goal line looks a lot, and he gets the, you know, the gadget plays and things like that. So the more they're in that kind of zone, the more he can he can do some damage. So yeah, it's 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 not a bad way to look at it. Ryan, are there any baby ball boom players here from Cincinnati? I know we always have those names like a Burrow, a Chase, but are, are they a baby ball boom players yeah. this week? I, I don't I don't know. Um, I was hoping Chase was going to be a boom last week. I had him in my lineup, and there was no boom happening there. <laughs> uh, uh, the Saints, the Saints secondary, um, pretty tough. So I, I don't know if you can roll with any of those guys. Um, Higgins, if I'm correct, he's a little banged up still, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And then, and then you think if okay, then they're going to kind of focus over on Chase and kind of lock him down a little bit. Then Boyd's running around open a little bit, but. Um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know how you project which one's going to be the boom this week out of those guys. Just like the Packers receivers and the and the Jets receivers, you just you just don't know who's going to do it each week. Yeah, and and I, once again, I don't think the volume really helps if one of them's out or the other one's out. I think they complement each other a lot. Maybe it's yeah. a Taylor. You know, maybe I think a Tyler Boyd more so if one of those wide receivers aren't in there, or even a Hayden Hurst if one of those wide receivers aren't in there, because they're definitely going to throw the ball around with the way Mixon is throwing it right, or Mixon is running it right now. Next game on our little slate here is Baltimore at the New York Giants. Baltimore at the New York Giants, and this game has a 45 point total. Rob and I. I went and picked up, you know, I'm streaming, I'm streaming quarterbacks in my home league and I'm not doing very well at that, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater was my streaming quarterback last week. I'll just let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, 
And I started I started Higgins as well last week, but after after Teddy Bridgewater, I didn't care. I I, I was done with my home <laughs> league last week. I didn't care, uh, and I'm like, okay, I need a big player. I need a guy who can give me 30 points because I think I was down by 30 points because I didn't have a quarterback in there. And and so I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna leave Higgins in there. If he plays, he plays, and he may give me 30. He didn't even give me 30 minutes worth of playing time. <laughs> he didn't give me 30 anything last week. I'm still waiting for him to play. Uh, but this game right here, I, I streamed Daniel Jones this week. You can call me crazy if you want to against the Baltimore Ravens defense, but I I like Daniel Jones. I know he doesn't have a lot of wide receiving weapons or options. I'm hoping one of those, like a Wandale Robinson comes back this week. I'm hoping for some dump-offs for Saquon Barkley, Rob. Please tell me I'm not crazy for picking up Daniel Jones and streaming him. And I also think that he could possibly be a pretty good baby bowl option because I don't like that Baltimore defense very much. I don't I don't think you're crazy at all. It's funny. Uh, you mentioned that. Uh, so Daniel Jones has always been a guy that I've liked much more in fantasy than a lot of people. And it's mostly because of his his, his running. Um, and he's been running a lot this year, too. I think he's top three or four in like carries and rushing yards uh, among QBs. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him a lot. The Baltimore, I think the Baltimore uh, defense is allowing like the second most points to to opposing quarterbacks. And part of that is maybe the fact that they're um, playing more from ahead. Uh, so quarterbacks are going to have to drop back and throw mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, and obviously more dropbacks for Daniel Jones can lead to more scrambles, more, more passes. Um, yeah. He probably will make a mistake or two here and there, but uh, they don't really hurt you too much in fantasy like they would in real life. And then um, I expect them to be down throwing a lot. So I actually really like Daniel Jones a lot this week. The only thing that I hesitated on was that I I, I can't find out who he's going to throw it to. That's that's the problem. <laughs> I, that's what I've been going back and forth with all week long, Ryan, when I thought about streaming a quarterback because I only have a couple of options because all those goobers in my home league have picked up two and three quarterbacks in each team. I, I'm not going to say they did it to block me because that is very egotistical of me, but they sure love it when I lose. I'll just say that they love it when I lose. And so when I was sitting there, Daniel Jones was like one of the only options that I had. I had Jameis Winston maybe to choose from as well. Uh, some other guys that are all down there in those areas. And I thought, man, Daniel Jones. Jones, he looks good, but he just doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to this week. Can, can we trust, for baby bowl purposes, a Wondell Robinson if he, if he comes back, or should we just put all our eggs in a, in a Darius Slayton basket this week? Nah, I, don't, I don't think you can trust any of those guys. Okay. <laughs> what, what do they have, like six number one wide receivers, and they and none of them is actually <laughs> one, one Something like that. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Danny Jones this week also. I mean, if I'm playing like a super flex league, like – I want him as my second quarterback this week if I don't have like a second strong option. Like I think he's going to do it, have a great game. It's going to be a shootout with these guys. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's not many guys I'm going to trust in the Giants outside of Danny Jones and Saquon Barkley. Okay. All right. Is it a, is it a baby bowl boom week for Saquon Barkley this week, Rob? Yeah, I think any week is for Saquon, uh, really. Um, he's another guy, you know, basically use him while you got him. And um, I think I have him top four on the week in my rankings top three top four um and which is pretty much just like any other week so yeah i i i have no problem playing saquon this week 
Okay, Mark Andrews, we're playing him. Daniel yep. Bellinger is a name that, that kind of sticks out to me, too. And I, I've been I've been watching rookie tight end, but doing pretty well for a rookie tight end, all things considered. Not seeing a lot of targets, though. Three targets, three targets, five targets. So it's hard to trust him, but somebody's got to catch the ball if they're down by a lot of points. And so I'm, I'm looking at possibly a little Daniel Bellinger as well to do some things, not only in DraftKings. I, I want to stay away from him, babe, but, but you got to play some of them at some point, right, Rob? Yeah, that's the thing. It is tough. Um, I'm torn on him because it's 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 interesting because to me because I don't know why he's not getting more targets considering the the state of their pass catchers right now. Right. But at the same time, then you you can obviously every week talk yourself into the fact that look at their pass catchers and and Bellinger should be getting more. Um, so you know, and he he's he's been decent for a tight end for, or for a rookie tight end, especially, you know, where he was drafted and things. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the, it's, you could definitely do worse. That's for sure. I, 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 I got distracted. I just saw Carson Wentz put a huge block. That may have been Raekwon Smith that he put, that he put a huge block on. If you don't have a chance, to see, you got to watch that one. That's going to make all the highlight films. And Brian Robinson in there for a touchdown. Was that Robinson or was that Gibson? It had to be Robinson, right? <laughs> it's probably Gibson. I don't even know. Oh, it's Robinson. It was, don't, don't burst my bubble like that, Ryan. Come on. I'm on the prime delay. Here it comes. It's Robinson. Okay, Robinson. yeah, I'm, I'm glad I ruined it for you then. For, cause you have... <laughs> oh, no, no, not the one, unless, I'm, unless you're way ahead of me. Oh, uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah I'm, I'm way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. <laughs> You just saw the Carson Wentz block. Hey, guys, the tight end situation, Pat Fryermuth possibly has a concussion, so we're going to stay away from him this week whenever we're looking for those players. Oh, I'm, I already jumped. I already ju- did I jump the games? Tampa Bay. I went to the Tampa Bay game already, which is a big shootout game. we got to be all on the Tampa Bay side in this one, Rob, if we're going to be able to play this one. This one is a 45-point total, and it looks like Pittsburgh is uh, down there for three points, and Tampa Bay's hmm. got the other 42, judging <laughs> from what the Buffalo did last week to these Pittsburgh Steelers. we got to believe that uh, Tom Brady's got to go in there and get right with this one in the passing offense. I, I don't mind Leonard Fournette either. I think this could be a white game because I think that they're going to be playing for a lot from ahead. Uh, I, I just I could see them taking it easy in this game and just moving on to the next week. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, Brady should do pretty well. Uh, he's, he's starting to get back on track. The offense, you know, getting healthier and they're starting to throw it more, um, starting to look like the Bucks from the past two years. So I, I don't have a problem playing Brady. Don't have a problem playing Fournette. Like you said, if the, especially if they're playing, if they're playing from ahead, Fournette can, you know, obviously be a big part of the reason why, you know, and he's very heavily involved in the passing game. But yeah, I, I don't think it's like an ideal Fournette spot for just the reason you said, um, especially if they get ahead and, you know, he has been a little banged up this year so far. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do take it easy on him. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's either one of those though are are not bad plays at all. And we got to throw Kate Otten's name in there just because we you know because Rob has not put defenses and tight ends in the in the league <laughs> to be able to choose from. So we do look for some tight ends to play because we got to find seventeen of them. And as long as Cameron Braid is out, I think Kate Otten is a great baby bowl uh, projected tight end for this week. You got to use them while you can. And Cameron Braid and Otten will probably be splitting reps at some point this year if they're both playing in the same game. So keep your eye on that from a court from a Pittsburgh standpoint. They could be playing from behind. 
And I don't mind Kenny Pickett this week if you're if they're playing from behind. I'm not going to necessarily play him in Baby Bowl, but they have seem to have a great connection, Ryan, between Pickett and Pickens. And even I guess Deontay Johnson could be in there because of the volume thing. But man, mm-hmm. I, I you got to play you got to play him at some point. And if they're going to be from behind each and every week, is this a defense we want to pick on? Maybe because uh, they are going to. This going to be a shootout. It's going to be like what uh, what Rob was talking about. I think Rob was talking about Zach Wilson, like. Just gonna have to like keep throwing it to keep up with Aaron Rodgers, right? This week, right, right. So it might be the same kind of thing. Like Pickett's just gonna have to like keep throwing that ball all game long to keep up with um, with Brady. And I don't know, the running game is doing nothing in Pittsburgh right now. So I mean, they're gonna have to find other ways to to get that ball down the end zone. And um, yeah, I think use them while you can. Um, if it's gonna be a big blowout with Tampa, and you know they're gonna have to bomb that ball around, then go ahead, fire up some of those Steelers receivers and see if you can get the volume and. A whole bunch more points that way down in the, down the second half while they're trying to catch up. Yeah, especially while the weather's still good there in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it just seems like it's a good environment to try and find one of those wide receivers anyway if you got to play them out and if you're looking down the road for Baby Bowl purposes that you, that you run out of players at some point. You just run out of yeah. players, so you got to find find opportunities when they come up. Carolina at Los Angeles, this one is a 41.5-point total, Rob. Can you believe this? Matt Rule is fired. Matt Rule is gone. We talked about that a little bit last week as well with Mario. And, and now... I, I don't know what to think about this Los Angeles Rams. We always go play Cooper Cup. There's not any other wide receivers that we really want to play there. Skoranek might be a name that you want to play if you're desperate. Uh, before Odell Beckham comes into play, you may want to be able to play um, uh, the Higby as well before maybe mm-hmm. an Odell Beckham re-signs there in little uh, middle of November or so. So you might want to use some of these Rams if you have an opportunity to, but you can't use any of these running backs yet until one of those running backs go down, Rob. Yeah, that's pretty much how my take on it and how I feel, too. Uh, it's hard to play either of Akers or Henderson. We've seen the seesaw uh, of their usage Just from the start of the year. It was all Henderson. I think it was because Akers was still a little banged up, and then it started to shift a lot more towards Akers. But you really can't trust either of them until one of them goes down, uh, at least for baby ball purposes. But And then, like you said, Cooper Cup. He's the guy. He's always a, he's always an option every single week. He's the most consistent, great player in fantasy football right now. And um, but yeah, Higby, Higby is the one who you know I'm I'm would be using him. I actually have him, I think, as my third ranked tight end on the week this okay. week. And um, so I would be using him. You know, if you haven't, because like you said. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I know, I know you're not a, you're not big on Allen Robinson, and nobody really is at this point. But if Allen Robinson does happen to start getting more involved, uh, or Odell Beckham comes back and he starts getting more involved, any of those kind of things could be hits to Higby. And right now, Higby has been, especially in the landscape of tight end, he's he's been getting targeted heavily, and he's he's so you're gonna want to use him before before that possibly runs out because we've seen Higby go on crazy stretches before just to fizzle out. Yeah, and I'm thinking about Matthew Stafford this week. This really, as I as I look at it a little bit more, we hear about all the trade rumors and everything with Carolina. But Carolina may be, may be mailing it in for the season at some point really soon if they're not already. Matt Rule getting fired and everything, and then they got to travel to L.A., which kind of gets them away from the noise in Carolina, I guess. But P.J. Walker starting at quarterback, that could give a lot of opportunities for Matthew Stafford and this offense to kind of get right this week. You know what I mean? Like uh, You've seen it before, Ryan, where, where teams just look for an opportunity. They start getting right. They start looking. It, it looks like a cupcake game to me for the Los Angeles Rams. And so I 
I might be thinking about really playing Matthew Stafford because he makes my top 17 quarterbacks when I have an opportunity to play him in Babe Bowl. I need to. I, I agree. I mean, it, it could be one of those get right games for him. Um, if you want to trust him, he, he has not looked good this year at all. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, I don't think I've even used him yet, but, um, yeah, the Panthers kind of, they, they kind of feel right now, like, what are we doing? We don't have a new coach. We have a new coach. You know, we don't know where our quarterback is, you know, what's going on. And, and that can get, that can mess with them. That can mess with the players' heads a little bit. And you, you, you hope they go out there and they try to win every time and things like that. We just never know like what they're thinking with all that disarray. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe Matt Stafford takes advantage of that matchup and he booms a little bit maybe this week. Yeah, Rob, I'm looking at that defense, too, and, and the Carolina Panther defense, two sacks against San Francisco, one against Arizona, one against New Orleans, three against the Giants, and then one against Cleveland. So they're not getting a lot of pass rush, it doesn't look like, and that's really been where uh, the Rams have been susceptible to to turning the ball over. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Panthers seem like, you know, one of the worst teams and worst defenses in the league. So, you know, Stafford, like we mentioned, hasn't been you know, great so far this season, but this could be a spot maybe you want to want to use him because, like I said, we use 17 guys, and you know, I think heading into the year we would have ranked him. I think most people would have ranked him as a top 17 guy. Um, now, obviously, things change, but you know, if you want to use him, maybe you want to get him out of the way now. Yeah, I think it'll be a good CMC week just because they usually all are. So if you can use them, go ahead and use them. But I'm waiting until DJ Moore gets traded personally before I use him. If if he gets traded, I'll, I think he's got too big of a contract to get traded, to be honest with you. But uh, that's that's kind of a little tongue in cheek. But maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know when you use a Carolina Panther with PJ Walker or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, that's CMC Wildcat week is what it sounds like to me right now. That's what it. That's what it looks MC the whole game just snap it to run <laughs> we got two big games left I, I definitely want to talk about Arizona Seattle 50 50 point 50 and a half point total right here for Arizona and Seattle you talk wow. about a boom it looks like the weather's going to be good this is baseball boom written all over it uh this is not a Hopkins week right Hopkins is not back this week for these guys yeah. Hopkins is still out he's back next week I believe yep Okay, all right. So we got we still got that opportunity for for Brown. We still got that opportunity for Rondell Moore, which sounds like an opportunity to be able to use him. How big of an impact do you think Zach Ertz is going to have, Rob, whenever Hopkins does come back? Because uh, all those red zone targets are going to Ertz right now at this point, and and I know Hopkins is a big red zone threat. And it seemed like Kyler Murray knew that as well because that's who he always looked for in the red zone. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the biggest factor of what's going to come down for Ertz. I didn't realize how many red zone looks he had until uh, today, really. I was doing some research for, for an article, and, and I, I had seen he was near the leaderboard or near the top, and so I was, I was pretty surprised because he only has two touchdowns. Um, but I think that's encouraging for him this week. Um, I, I think, honestly, he's you know a guy to... I, I've already played him in Baby Bowl, but I think anyone who hasn't played him, maybe you want to use it now because Seattle we've seen has turned it into this fantasy carnival where they cannot stop people. Um, they've allowed, I mean, I don't weigh tight end defense, like tight end specific defense to as much as other people. And I, and especially early on in the year, cause it's very, very small sample and very dependent on, on which tight end they've played. But at the same time, um, they have allowed, uh, you know, a ton of, ton of points to tight ends, a ton of points just in, in general and to the passing game. So, Ertz is a big part of that. He scored double digit points every single week. Uh, he's like one of only, I think only him and Josh Allen have been um, 
top 12 performers at their position every single week. So he's been consistent. DeAndre Hopkins still isn't back yet. He's been heavily targeted in the red zone. Um, it wouldn't be surprising if he has his best game yet. I, I'm uh, I'm in flux about how terrible this Bears team looks. I've seen them play, <laughs> you know, throughout this year. This they look lost out there on the field. Coaching is supposed to make you better each and every week, and the the, the Bears actually look like they're getting worse each and every week. I am so ready. For it and, and I, I just remembered that you got a connection, so <laughs> spare me on that one. I, but I, I'm so ready for the Sean Payton era to begin here. Throw the money at him, whatever you got to do with this guy. Uh, this is going to be a shootout of a game, though. I'm even looking at a Will Disley Ryan to possibly play here once again, trying to conserve those tight ends along the way. And, and to me, I want a piece of this game, but sometimes I look up and I see a great game that I'm like, ooh, I'm going to target that one in Baby Bowl, Ryan. And then I'm like, oh man, I've already played all the players I want to play in there. So I'm looking at a Will Disley for me, possibly as somebody I want to play here in this opportunity, but I, I'm not scared to play Kyler Murray, Geno Smith. I'm not, I'm not scared to play uh, a Kenny Walker. I'm not, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, especially an Eno Benjamin. We got to play those guys whenever we have mm-hmm. an opportunity yep. to. I was just about to mention that. I mean, cause isn't Connor out this week, right? Very I, likely. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, if, Connor, if Connor's out this week, you want to, I mean, there's your there's your chance to grab a guy that most guys wouldn't have a chance to grab. You know, you know Benjamin just grab him and uh, roll with him, and he might put up some big time numbers here against the Seahawks. Definitely will. And and as far as wide receiver goes, I'm I'm gonna play all those guys if I got them. This is a shootout game. This is a game we want a, a part of. Buffalo at Kansas City. This is a huge game. My daughter, my teenage daughter, has perked up as I said that. She's she's running over here to hear what I'm gonna say about this Buffalo Kansas City game because she's a big <laughs> Patrick Mahomes fan. Fifty four <laughs> points is the point total on this one. I and I, I'm gonna break her. I'm gonna break her heart. And she knows I want to see her happy. She knows I hate to see her sad. But I really think that this is a <laughs> Buffalo revenge game, guys. Oh, yeah. I I yeah. think that they have been waiting for this one all off season, and I I don't know how many points are going to be scored in this game. I don't know, I, but I honestly I don't know if Kansas City is going to be able to score all that many. Rob, yeah, um, it's interesting. I I was actually kind of surprised to see that they were the underdog at home. Um, I thought you know I thought it was going to be basically like. Fairly, fairly close to even pick them kind of game. And I was kind of surprised that they were two and a half point home underdogs. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That is. Crazy. Yeah, I, I just I just, you know, thinking of it, you know, you think they're two of the best teams in the league and you'd probably just kind of, you know, just off the top of your head, you're like, oh, I, I don't really know who's going to win. And then you just kind of lean towards the home team. So it's an it's it's interesting to me to see Vegas have it. Uh, at that point so but it, but it should be like you said a fun one um and buffalo definitely has a better defense than kansas city um okay. yep. and kansas i mean the thing is mahomes is mahomes and he's he's great so i i do think they're going to put up points i do think both teams are going to put up points and i expect it to be a shootout just like everyone else does but i agree it's 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 uh it's i wouldn't be surprised though if buffalo pulls this one off yeah Ryan, is Josh Allen going to have the biggest baby bowl boom out of all quarterbacks <laughs> in this game for the entire he year? He he might. I mean, I, I went with him last week, and what did he put up, four touchdowns last week? Yeah. He was my quarterback in baby bowl last week, and uh, yeah, he, he he might push six or six or seven touchdowns this week because he's going to be so fired up to come play that team of what happened to him last year, and I, I, I think you're right. I think this is a huge revenge game for the Bills. Um, I think they are going to make a statement. 
I think they're going to stick it to the Chiefs. It'll it'll still be a good shootout, but I just still think the Bills at some point are going to pull away in the game and just they're not gonna, they're not pulling starters. Like they're going to pull away and they're not pulling starters. They're not going to get that far away. But if they did, they would not be pulling their starters. <laughs> and they're going to be after every touchdown, they're going to be yelling tails, heads, tails. They're going to everyone. But I, no, I mean Mahomes. Like like Rob said, Mahomes, Mahomes. They're going to keep it close. It's it's not going to be LeBlanc like that, but. I mean, they're just going to hammer it. They're not going to take. They're not going to show any mercy. Um, I, I'm. I would go Stefan Diggs this week. I, I think he's fired up. Oh yeah. Um, I, I. I think he's. He's going to have a few tutties. You know, and I. I just think they're going to. I think they're going to do it this week. They're going. They're going to beat the Chiefs. I think that that's a good call too to go opposite of Gabe Davis because Gabe Davis had such a huge game last year against Kansas City in the playoffs that you know Kansas City doesn't want to let that happen to him twice. I don't know that they could stop it, but you know they don't want to let that happen to him twice. So maybe it will be a Stephon Diggs. But I think Andy Reid, the traditional line of thinking is that he always has some kind of answer for Stephon Diggs. Am I remembering that right, Rob? I've heard that somewhere or something. Yeah, you might be right on that. I haven't heard a ton about that, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that that is kind of a thing. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because, like you mentioned, you just want to get pieces of the game, no matter what. Um, you know, this is clear cut the uh, biggest game on the on the on the weekend, and yeah. one of the looks like could be one of the best of the year if we're if it goes how we we are expecting it to go. So, I mean, honestly, if you, I wouldn't be upset with anyone if they just played literally all their entire team from this game <laughs> so um you know just a just a full-on game slot onslaught so so yeah i mean i i do agree with you though but the gabe davis thing um he's he's so he's 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 so boomer bust um i mean this is the kind of game that you generally would want to go to him though i feel like uh but i wouldn't be surprised if it is a little bit of a trap game considering you know coming off of a a great game last week and, and his up and down nature. Yeah. And I, I, I am interested. I mentioned it last week about Jalen hurts in the trap game because of the big Philadelphia connection that they had. And they're going to, you know, just, uh, I, I want to see how he's going to be able to handle that going to Arizona after playing an emotional game against Jacksonville, I think the weird week before. So, and he looked like he handled it very well. I think that they actually exhaled at halftime and then they got kind of caught up in the whole Arizona never going away kind of a thing. And I, I'm curious this week, and you mentioned how the emotions will be riding high for Josh Allen. He had, I, I, I wonder how he's going to come out and handle himself in the first quarter. I think he'll be able to turn it on if he's not too overly hyped. You know what I mean? I just, because quarterback play is always about emotions. It's always about keeping a level head, being able to make good decisions, never getting too high, never getting too low kind of a thing. So I'm, I'm, I'll be watching that myself personally with Josh Allen, just how he controls his emotions and leads that team going into Kansas City. I think that'll be very interesting as a favorite going into Kansas City. No thoughts? Anybody? I agree. It'll be, it'll be, no, yeah, it'll be, I, I, I agree. You, you nailed it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, I do that every once in a while. Okay, so we're picking that <laughs> Dallas, Philadelphia. Uh, if, if, uh, I don't know if Dak Prescott is playing. I don't think so. Cooper no. Rush. I don't think that he's going to ever make our top seventeen. You can play Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. whenever you want to. Maybe a week to avoid any of those Philadelphia Eagles. Personally, against that tough Dallas Cowboy defense, I would start the Dallas Cowboy defense at some point, Rob. If you ever put them into the Maybe both things. I'm doing that because I have. I've looked around the tight end room week to week, and I'm going, there's nobody left. I, I don't, who am I going to play here? Uh, Denver at Los Angeles. This is going to be a weird, crazy-looking game, too. I, I, 
I don't like this game either from a available standpoint. If Keenan Allen's not there, you got to use Mike Williams, right? I guess you can always use Austin Eckler, but it feels like I'm chasing those points, Ryan, whenever I'm looking at Austin Eckler this week against the Denver Bronco defense. He's played out of his mind the last couple of weeks, and so I don't think that he can necessarily replicate that this week going against that Denver defense. Yeah, the Denver defense is always tough. Um, and Ek- and Eckler's been putting a couple good games together right now. Um, I've, I've already used them, so I don't have this problem this week to worry okay. about my baby bowl lineup. Um, I, I used them, what was it, two weeks ago, I think. He had a good week okay. then. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's going he's gonna to have a tough go here against the Broncos defense. Um, so if, if you can afford to, to wait on him in the baby bowl, I, I would probably wait another week. Melvin Gordon revenge narrative, Rob, is what people are going to be talking about. But to me, Mike Boone looked like the bouncier running back. He looked a little bit faster. He looked like he had the extra step to him. But you know Melvin Gordon's going to get all those end zone looks. Yeah, that's the thing. Is uh, I agree with you. Mike Boone definitely looked uh, a bit more spry than uh, Melvin Gordon did last week. And um, So if, if, if Boone ever starts to take more control of the backfield, he'd be an interesting guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't use him this week in baby bowl because just because obviously Gordon looks like the guy that's going to get, you know, 15 plus touches, including the red zone work. So, um, yeah, if you're going to if you're going to use one there, uh, it would be Melvin Gordon. OK, and don't forget about Gerald Everett as well. Uh, before if Keenan Allen's out, you may want to be able to mm-hmm. use Everett before the target share gets lowered a little bit there with Keenan Allen back into the mix. So that's just a good call. Hey, Ryan Kennedy, you did a great job. Thanks for stepping in here, buddy. We knew we can count on you, but we do want to tell you, thank you so much for supporting the Baby Bowl and everything you did, not only in the offseason leading up to the Baby Bowl contest, but what you continue to do for the Baby Bowl each and every week. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun. Definitely. Uh, so the first time I ever talk, oh, you met him in Canton. It was did, did you know who he was, Rob? Whenever you saw him, because his Twitter handle looks nothing like uh, what I just saw Ryan uh, before the show. It, it didn't look the same. It didn't look the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because I think I think I I didn't I didn't meet him at the actual draft part, but I was over at the uh, at the hotel afterwards, uh-huh. yeah. and um, so. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I did recognize him actually. Um, so, so yeah, um, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe the looks a little different at this point, uh, a few <laughs> months later. So maybe. I made sure I had the hat on so everybody recognized me. Always got that. <laughs> well, that's how that, 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 if you had the hat on, you could probably recognize. I know you could recognize Rob Norton from across the room if you yeah. saw him, right? You knew who he <laughs> yeah, was. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, appreciate everything you do for the Bay Bowl. Thank you for putting it on each and every week, for coming on to the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Uh, do always appreciate all your work and look forward to hearing the, the tally. The donation is coming up very, very soon. So I look forward to that as well, Rob. Yeah, definitely. Uh, November 1st is when I'll be making that donation uh, to both those charities. So be on the lookout. I'll tweet something out so, you know, that way everyone can see and uh, see and um so yeah, uh, that's coming up soon. And uh, yeah, thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do, uh, having me on every week and uh, really supporting the Baby Bowl. So, you know, it means a lot. I appreciate it. 
No problem. Make sure you're following Ryan Kennedy at Ryan Kennedy underscore 22 over on Twitter. You can follow the show as well at FI Today with a little underscore. Don't forget to follow Rob Norton, who's going to be releasing all those articles and everything that he does each and every week for Last Word on Sports and all those other extra goodies that he does at Norton0723. And if you want to tolerate me, just like Rob does each and every week, you can follow <laughs> me over on Twitter at Lofinit on Twitter. But please don't forget to like, subscribe, share the show, everything like that. But more importantly than all those other actions, FitFam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.